Hello everybody, this is Ethan and welcome back to another episode of Chitter Chatter. This is episode number 93 and it's uh, it's, it's quite a rare uh, midweek episode uh, of Chitter Chatter. Uh, don't normally record them in the midweek, but um, I felt I had to kind of come on here uh, after uh, the rant me and my brother did uh, about the European Super League and in the kind of um, the backlash it has received and the results of that and uh, something major that has happened at Manchester United Football Club. Um, so I, kind, I, I might be a bit late to this but I kind of wanted uh, the dust to uh, to settle before uh, I speak out about it, and just so I can get my my facts straight, and I actually know what's happening. You know, kind of just wait for things to well, not not like blow over because things haven't blown over, but it's kind of like um, just for the situation to be confirmed. Because obviously there was like um, speculation and you know everything about that. So obviously we know nine clubs um, out of the is it is is it the twelve? Yeah, the twelve clubs uh, have pulled out of the European Super League. And obviously before they pulled out, there was lots of speculation of. They think they're going to, we think that, uh, you know, like different news sources, or we think they're going to, like, pull out, um, or, you know, which team are going to do it first, blah, 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 blah. Um, but it is confirmed by all nine clubs that they have um, pulled out. So the nine clubs are the traditional big six in English football, uh, including my club, Manchester United, uh, Liverpool, Arsenal, Tottenham Hotspur, Manchester City, Chelsea. Then we have... Inter Milan, AC Milan, and Atletico Madrid. So the only ones who are kind of still on for the plan, I guess, are uh, Barcelona, Juventus, and Real Madrid. And obviously Real Madrid are going to still be on for it, whether they like it or not, because the president, uh, Perez, is the, um, the chairman or main founder, uh, I guess, or the president of the ESL, of the European Super League. Uh, Juventus's chairman, uh, or president, or whatever you want to call him, came out and said uh, that it no longer can go ahead. <laughs> jubilations. Uh, there's jubilations all around, uh, all, all around the footballing world, really. Um, I think from every football fan. And I think they're kind of saying, oh, you know, it's kind of like, quote, quote, delayed, but... In my opinion, I can't exactly see it coming back with all the backlash that they've just received in only like 48 hours. I mean, there's massive protests uh, outside of uh, Stamford Bridge. Uh, Peter Cech was there telling them to let the uh, to let the bus through. And, you know, the, the Chelsea were playing at Stamford Bridge. Uh, I believe it forced a late kickoff because the bus couldn't get through the protest. Uh, those banners being held outside Anfield... Uh, Old Trafford, and I'm sure every other football stadium. Uh, I believe there was uh, people protesting outside of uh, Tottenham Hotspur's 
train ground or one person I saw the the news report there was a there was a guy there saying no saying no to the ESL. But now uh, I I think I saw uh, earlier that um Tottenham fans have really ramped up the protest trying to get Daniel Levy the owner out. And this is where it comes now, you know. Uh I believe um Arsenal's owners the the Cronkies, I think uh well Stan Cronky anyway, I think he may have apologised, obviously probably disingenuous, because um, they should have known better. Uh FSG um, uh, Liverpool's American owner, I can't, can't remember his name, it's like John Henry, I think, or something, something along the lines of that, anyway, uh, came out with a video and apologised, and the Glazers, uh, or Joe Glazer, writ uh, an apology, or wrote an apology, I should say, to Manchester United fans, uh, I don't know what the situation is with the other clubs, but uh, this is where we find ourselves. Um, do I accept Joe Glazer's apology? No, I don't believe anything that comes out of the Glazers' mouths, uh, no matter which Glazer it is. And I think, you know, Liverpool fans would probably be on the same side with me, with their owners. I don't think they really... I don't think any club really likes their owners. I mean, I'm going to be focusing on... Well, well, at, at now anyway, you know, I don't think any of the club, especially like the owners now. I mean, if they didn't like him before, they definitely don't like him now. Like us with the Glazers, you know, we, we've, you know, I, obviously I am going to be focusing more on Manchester United because I know all the details about Manchester United because that is my football club. But uh, I believe there is supposed to be a protest on Saturday, three p.m. outside of Old Trafford uh, against the Glazers. Uh, I hope they can st- uh, stay safe, and I hope it goes well, uh, and I hope the whole world will be watching, and I hope the Glazers watch as well to see how really unhappy we are uh, with them owning our club. Uh, I mean, the massive thing is that Ed Woodward is out of Manchester United, which is incredible. It's fantastic news. When I heard it, I was I was shouting, I was I, I was celebrating, but I will say that Ed Woodward was only part of the problem. The main problem is the Glazers owning Manchester United. And I think every United fan would agree with me. You know, I think every United fan is happy to see Ed Woodward go. But they do know he's only uh, a smaller part of the problem. It is mainly the Glazers. So, hopefully that protest goes ahead. Um, but I hope... Obviously, in these pandemic times, I hope it goes ahead safely. Uh, and I hope, as I said, the whole world will be watching. And I hope the Glazers can see how unhappy we are and how angry we are. Because thing is, owners can apologise all they want. But, you know, there's been tweets going around, people saying that, yeah, OK, they may have pulled out of the European Super League, but they should have known better for one. And two, don't let them get get away with it. Just because they've pulled out and they've they've said or uh, or wrote an apology, don't forget what they have done. They've made us like this. They've made us rage and be very very upset. Genuinely, I think of the European Super League went went ahead. I, I don't know what I don't know what I'd do myself because I genuinely cannot imagine a world without football. That is the thing. It is a massive massive passion of man. You know, you can see that just from uh, looking at um, this podcast. You can see how many match reviews and how many times I've talked about football at Manchester United in general. 
So, you know, um, but we move anyway. ESL is down in the dirt. They're saying it's delayed, but I can't imagine it really coming back in full force after, you know, like, Real Madrid's president still has this mad idea that it's going to go ahead. Are you serious? There is a problem with them of signing binding contracts. I don't think anyone is sure of how legally binding in it. I know uh, Florentino, Florentino uh, Perez, uh, I can't exactly remember his name, but the Real Madrid president came out and said, yeah, these contracts are like, legally binding and whatnot. But then again, do we believe a word this man says? I certainly don't. I don't think Real Madrid fans do really either. But we'll see. Then again, these big clubs, I suppose the only good thing about them being big clubs in this situation is that they have a lot of money for good lawyers. I mean, we all saw um, City's lawyers against the FFP claim. They overturned UEFA or FIFA or whoever they were against. So, yeah. As I said, obviously great news that Edward Wood is out. But the Glazers need to be out now. You know, enough really is enough this time. It really is, because I don't think the fans are ever, ever going to forget what they have done to us. Never. So, fingers crossed. Uh, you know, obviously there's been rumours of them, like, you know, cashing out, maybe putting it up for sale in the coming weeks, coming days. And there's other sources saying, no, the Glazers won't sell. You just don't know. You just don't know. That That's why when I re read the Ed Woodward rumours, I was like, oh, surely not. Just because I did not believe a word of it. And then I was like, oh, my God. You know, just because how, of how monumentous that announcement would be. And it was monumentous. You know, I saw loads of reactions from Man United fans on YouTube, Twitter. And they were all jubilant. They were all very, very happy. Um... But look, we don't know what the future holds. The good news is that the ESL won't be returning anytime soon, or at least the idea of it anyway. Uh, and then that brings us to um, Manchester United's next match, which is the the Roses derby, or basically Manchester United versus Leeds, uh, as I think everyone just calls it. Um, Sunday, 2 o'clock. At Island Road, um, United obviously beating Leeds um, 6-2 at Old Trafford uh, earlier this season. It was the first time United have played at Island Road, what, like 15, 16 years? Very interesting to see. Uh, it, is a sh it is a shame that, you know, fans aren't there to witness it for like the first time in years because I'm sure there's like older Man United fans, uh, you know, like... My dad, for example, you know, obviously, um, he grew up when, you know, Leeds were in the Premier League and, you know, United and Leeds were battling out every season. Um, but I've grown up with football with Leeds being in the championship and not really seeing any of that. So it's going to be very good uh, at Ellen Road. I'm sure even without fans, obviously, it's going to put a bit of a damper on it, but... Uh, I'm sure I'll be okay. I'm sure I'll be okay in general. Uh, and I'm sure I think I think it's going to be a good match. I'm very, very, very excited for it actually. And I think I'm just 
unbelievably excited just for it, just because I know the ESL is dead. I think if the ESL, if, like, if the idea of the ESL and the clubs were still in and, like, you know, everything was, like, bouncing around speculation, yeah, okay, I'd still watch the match, but would I be able to enjoy it as much with the thing in the back of my head? With the idea of the ESL back in the back of my head? No, I don't think I would. You know, it's kind of like that thing with Burnley, you know, um, the last match review I did on this podcast was against Burnley. And that's when, you know, the media speculations, obviously Gary Neville having his, like, uh, passionate rant, even commentating on the match, you know, saying, oh, give him all points, deductions, whatnot. Um, and it came into full force, and Gary Neville said himself that he could not concentrate on the match. And I was kind of in that mood as well. I was like, Ooh. But then again, I think I was able to enjoy the match to a certain extent just because I didn't really know what the ESL had in mind it you know it was all speculation at that point it wasn't until was it later that evening or the next day i think it was the next day i think the letter of intent was supposed to come out that evening but it was the next day the clubs just put it off so yeah um don't re- i don't think there's a lot more to say um I feel like I was going to say something, but I don't know. <laughs> that, that is the thing with podcasts, just because I just uh, I just ramble on about about stuff, and um, sometimes I just lose my train of thought. That is that is uh, something I am very good at doing. But as I said. Man United leads Ellen Rhodes, uh, or leads Man United, I should say. Sunday, 2 o'clock, uh, bound to be a good game. Um, United, obviously, if we win this, only eight points uh, behind City. Not going to use the words title race, I'm not, as I said in the Burnley match, but uh, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> Let's put it like that, it is interesting. Uh, oh, the other thing I was going to say is, because um, I was talking about Gary Neville saying, oh, giving points, deductions and whatnot, and, and, you know, people saying, oh, the club should be punished. It's not the clubs, it's the club owners. The FA, UEFA, FIFA need to take action against the club owners for doing this, for making this mess. Because, the, the, and I bring this up because at least at United, uh, you know, I know Liverpool players spoke out as well, and individual players from individual teams spoke out. Uh, and you know, um, I believe Bruno kind of like reposted another player's uh, story uh, or post about it on his Instagram story. Rashford posted a picture of the banner of um, football is nothing without fans. You know, giving a nod to his. Uh, disprovement. Luke Shaw came out with a statement, uh, and I think other. Other other players did um, as well, but there was rumours coming out uh, at Carrington. Ed Woodward was having a meeting with the United players, and uh, I think it was Maguire, apparently, who um, you know the captain of United, who was confronting Ed Woodward about the players, the managers not knowing. Uh, and you know, I was very interested to see what Ollie had to say after the Burnley match, you know, when he was pressed on the questions about the European Super League. But I kind of realised, like, I kind of realised later that. Night and the, like the day after, I was kind of like, it's quite unfair to ask the managers because the managers have only just found out about this. 
Because I was in the mind of like, how could Manchester United, you know, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and the play sign up for this? But it wasn't. It was the owners. So that's why I think action needs to be taken against the owners, not the football club itself. Yeah, I don't know. Like, give them some hefty fines or something that will at least affect them a bit. Because they deserve it after the, you know, you know, I mean, they are just money-hungry people. And it is a shame that they are in charge of some of the biggest and best football clubs in the world. But that's just how it is, um, I suppose, in this footballing climate. A lot of the time, not all the time, but a lot of the time you just need to be rich to be good. But... Anyway, uh, I suppose that's why the European Super League was going to be such a bad idea, because it's just, it's not the best clubs, it's just the richest clubs. You know, it takes away from, like, underdog stories, upsets, you know, such so, so like Leicester City winning the league, West Ham possibly qualifying for the Champions League this year, that would all be taken away. Now, I know there's a very, you know, a lot of controversy surrounding uh, UEFA's revamped Champions League. I'm going to have to look more into that. I haven't uh, looked at it that much. But I don't think it's as big as a deal as the European Super League was going to be, let's put it that way. Uh, but anyway, I am going to finally leave here to the end of, uh, for the end of this episode. Um, thank you very much for listening. I hope you have a great evening, great afternoon, great morning, great day, great night, or wherever you are in the world listening to this episode of Chitter Chatter. Once again, thank you very much for listening. Keep safe and goodbye.